Welcome to After Party, the podcast which is sometimes ridiculous and always real. Uh, right now, we're recording the penultimate episode of the season, guys. So make sure that you stay tuned for the next episode. Episode 10 is going to be an absolute banger. Um, from season one, the last episode of the season was just a beautiful nightmare of sorts. Like just all <laughs> sorts of crazy nonsense going on. So if you've not listened to that one, um, you know I'd urge you to check it out after you've listened to this one, though. Um, and uh, I'll just plug it at the start and normally say it at the end, but um, if you could rate us on whatever platform you're listening uh, to us on, that would be much appreciated. Uh, you can follow us on social media. Instagram is at AfterPartyIG. Twitter is at AfterPartyTW. And you can find us on Facebook by searching AfterParty, the podcast. Um, as part of last week's episode, uh, we did talk about um, Dr. Phil and Bad Baby, and I think there's been a little bit of an update on that. Is that is that right, Aaron? I think you maybe watched a, a video. I had a bit of a read up on that since. Yeah, yeah. It's to be fair, it all seems to be getting a bit mad between it. Cause I think last week we just touched on it as like a, a sort of passing thing, didn't we? And like didn't really say much about it. or just talked about it in passing, but. It seems to be getting a bit more like serious now with some of the stuff that's been said. But basically, over the last like week or so, I think uh, the the TV station, whoever it is in America that that hosts Doctor Phil, put him on their version of like a a news or talk show, and basically just like fired really softball questions at him and sort of asked him about it, but didn't put too much pressure on it. So they were basically just like, it were a bit strange really because I saw a bit of interview in it and they'd, they'd ask Dr. Phil a question and then the woman who were interviewing would be like, she seems like a bad person, does bad baby. So, you know, like already try to cast that like shadow of doubt over her or like try to use like a past actions as a thing where you, it's like almost making it so that this adult is a is more like trustworthy than a person who maybe who like potentially has gone through something that seems really fucked up to be fair. But uh yeah, so he, he was sort of on this on this show where they uh they fired all these weird questions at him and basically like asked her who she was and like they brought up about her rapping and and all this sort of stuff, and they didn't really seem to properly touch on what she were claiming. And then his sort of reply, like, if we to wrap it all up, were basically, this isn't Matt, like, we send them to ranch, we don't know what happens there. So basically, he held his hands up and it was, once they're there, it's out of his control, which to me seems a bit like scummy because if he's the person that's sending them there and, like, there's people who want to be on that show to get his help, surely he should be sort of... He should have done a, a proper yeah. risk assessment of that place to to understand yeah. that it's actually a place that's going to help these kind of young, vulnerable people um, rather yeah. than just kind of taking that place's word for it that there's some sort of rehabilitation centre and just being like, once I send them there, you know, it's out of my hands, which to an extent, is true. It is out of his hands at that point, but he should have done his due diligence to make sure that it's the right kind of place to be and sending them. So it's, like, it's a cop-out, in it? Yeah, he puts his name on this show. So if that's what his show used to, to rehabilitate people, then 
surely he should know like if there is problems there, he should be one going. Maybe we shouldn't be sending people there. Cause I think it said the other day that she was 13 when she went to this ranch. Jeez. So that's the, a long like, time ago as well. If she's 18 now, geez. Yeah, so five years back. And I think, I think, I can't remember how long they said she was there though, but I feel like she was there for quite a while. And uh, I think it were over a year she was there at least. So, like, it's one of them things, like, what, why, like, it, a lot of people got upset because it, it seemed like, like I said, that, that this TV news show thing that's on his, like, on the same channel that us is show just softballed like questions at him so that the one no, like real pressure on him to get to get a real answer or to make sure that he, he did or didn't know about these accusations. He basically said if there's a complaint then you need to take it up with ranch or with producers. So he's he's sort of just distanced himself from it. Uh but before I get on to the next bit of it, is there all you want to add to it, Ollie or um, not really, to be honest. Um, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. What, I don't know what to believe. So, but it, I, I, it, it all sounds a bit messed up, doesn't it? So, I think yeah. you've summed it up there. It's. Um, I mean, I believe her because you know, if anyone, if anyone's stating that sort of um, abuse, you, you know, you should always believe what they're saying. Um, to try and try and get to the bottom of it but I I don't know it's it's all it all sounds just a bit a bit fucked it sounds a bit surreal that um, yeah yeah I don't, I, don't, I don't really know what to say on it to be honest think you summed it up <laughs> it sounds like there's maracas in the background <laughs> I don't know what that noise is but um, yeah no sorry I'm just stuck out um, yeah I've just burst out laughing and it's not a, fu- a funny topic but I, th- I think um, from... Are we going to get cancelled this season? Jeez. <laughs> um, uh, but no, on a, on, on a real though, um, one thing, just to play devil's advocate with it, um, like I think it's wrong that, just, just to put it out there, I think it's wrong that Dr. Phil's kind of just, you know, pushing the blame away and like not taking like the onus like on himself to to think like what is actually going on at this ranch maybe I do need to look into it maybe there is a problem and just being like open and honest and like look let's do an investigation um if this has happened you know I'm sorry on behalf of myself the whole production team and it's not something we were aware of we have done proper risk assessment whatever but it just sounds like he's going nah this this is not you know this doesn't happen um however if you do have a complaint you know just take it up with a ranch which is the wrong way to go about it but just as I say to play devil's advocate um, obviously, Dr. Phil is the face of the show. Uh, therefore, his reputation is going to come into question when an allegation like this is made. But if you were, say, a presenter of a TV show, like whether it's Jeremy Kyle, Dr. Phil, bloody Terry Wogan show from back in the day, whatever it is, you're obviously the face. From? <laughs> it's because I'm watching David Icke earlier and, you know, that uh, fucking interview and stuff. But, um, oh, Paul O'Grady, whoever it is. <laughs> whoever it is like um, obviously you're the face of the show so your reputation is in question so you do need to do risk assessments for yourself but if you've got a, produ- a production team behind you that kind of says oh Phil don't worry about it man we've uh, 
we've checked out this ranch. It all checks out. Uh, we can just crack on with the with the show. If that was me, I'd be like, you know what? My production team's done the risk assessment. Like, I don't need to do a personal kind of risk assessment. I can just trust the team that I'm employing or, you know, that works alongside me. But then again, it sounds like if if he knows that's gone on, why isn't he coming out and saying, look, I trust my team and they did a risk assessment of this yeah. this place. But he's not. it sounds like he's not coming out and saying that, which no, is right. making it even more... Like, uh, I've got a quote from from like the interview with this woman and this is what I mean by when I say like the, the new show will sort of try to like share uh, Daniel Brigoli from the start. She, a quote from what she said uh, after showing the clip of obviously the Catch Me Outside and all that. Uh, she said, when you have a child like that who's incorrigible, what do you do? What else is there but tough love at a ranch or what else? You can't coddle kids like that. At the end of the day, it's not like there's a difference between tough love and like some of the stuff she's saying, but I'll move on to that like in a second. Like so, um, a quote from in after this all um like there were a bit of another like flare up and that and people were saying, Well, it's not right that the the sort of reply that we're given because it's obviously it's it's one that's very much like being centered to Dr. Phil and centered to making him not look like a victim but not look like he's done anything wrong it were made so that people would go all right fair enough it seems like it seems like fair enough whatever but um Bad Baby's sort of reacted to that again and used clips from that and took that tough love, tough love quote and said, tough love at a fucking ranch. Tough love to me is like telling your kid no when they want something. That's tough love. Malnourishing, humiliating, screaming at sleep deprived children. That's not fu- that's not fucking tough love. Which to be fair, <laughs> like when when you put it away like stuff like malnourishing children or humiliating children in front of other people, it's it's not a great look, is it, to be fair? No, not all. And there is obviously a very distinct difference between tough love and if those things have happened, it's very easy for uh, the media in America to paint a picture of, look, bad babies, like this out of control kind of, you know, she does only fans. She's kind of an obnoxious rapper. And, uh, you know, there's obviously that clip of her when she was younger and she was a bit kind of, you know, she was, she was just a little shit, wasn't she, at that point? Yeah. Um, so it's very easy for people to just be like, oh, it's just her making outlandish claims that are just not true. And obviously, Dr. Phil will have good connections with the media in America, I imagine. So it's easy for them to all just be like, oh, this is ridiculous, and like just kind of bite it away. But I think it's important, until you've actually fully investigated it and got an actual conclusion and, and whatnot and worked out if her claims are right or wrong or whatever, or if they're inconclusive, I don't think you can cast such a an absolute judgment like that until you've actually done a, a proper check. If it, if this stuff comes out to be true and people have acted like that, you know, they really need to be held accountable in, in their role as kind of reporters and interviewers to make sure they're not being biased, make sure they're not casting ridiculous opinions without actually, you know, knowing the facts like, yeah. oh, it's just, it's just one of them. Yeah. But she's, well, she's apparently said Dr. Phil is fucking nuts. <laughs> Which, yeah. Um, I mean, if this stuff is true, maybe he is, you know. Maybe right. he is. 
thing is, another quote from this is I'm I'm sort of researching as we go because I had an outline, but I didn't know some like the quotes. But another quote in saying that in Doctor in Doctor Phil saying that he involved is she said that a mother signed a consent of release and information to send progress reports directly from Turnabout to Doctor Phil and this show. So there must be like. I know these reports aren't necessarily going to be like they're not going to be fair, rather because you, if you're doing something wrong, you're not going to write like murdered a kid today. Sorry, like you Fuck know, yeah. it's, it's, it's not going to be it's not going to be on report, is it? Or like we've we've sleep deprived children for three days, but and it hasn't helped them weirdly. But you know what I mean? Like they're not going to. Do you They're know what fro- proper, throw himself on the bus? Do you know what proper sucks about this whole situation as well? Is like if you were a kid in that situation, like as a kid, you don't really know any different or know any better. So to, to you in that moment, if you were one of the kids that went to that ranch and if this fucked up stuff that's being claimed did happen, you just would kind of like you'd probably just accept that it's happening. You'd be like, oh, I've been sent to this place. I don't know how a place like this is supposed to work. Maybe this is just how it how it is, and I've just got to kind of tough it out. Do you know what I mean? Like you've got no like yeah. actual grasp of how it should be ran or you know what is fair and what isn't fair to be done to you at that at that sort of age. So you, you know they're not just vulnerable, but they're also not really you, you know, they're not fully developed in kind of the mentality and the matureness to be able to have a proper assessment of what's right and what's wrong, you know, it, it, just in its very essence. Uh yeah, it's even more fucked up. And that's probably yeah. why, if it has been going on, why they've gotten away with it for such a long time yeah it's it's one of those things like there are sort of basically these kids so when they get sent away like the mum and the mum or the mum and dad are probably sending them away thinking they're not going to like this but it's for their own good so when they're saying that when a, when a kid's coming back and going well they didn't let me sleep for three days they're probably thinking well that's a bit of an overreaction but yeah. So, like, at end of day, like a lot of people, nine times out of ten, are gonna say, are gonna take like the the opinion of an adult over some like a little shit kid, aren't they? Like, it, they, that's how it is. If if your kid went to you, or I reckon I saw someone died on this ranch, you'd think, fucking hell, that's strange. Like, but you'd ring them up, or like. If it was such a concern, in fact, you'd ring them up and at least question them or, like, report it to someone who can, like, do something about it. But if if it came back as, oh, no, the, that never happened, you wouldn't think. I bet it did. Like, it, it's just, it's something, like, some of the stuff that's happened there sounds a bit outlandish to the point where you, you maybe wouldn't believe people straight away. Yeah, and part of that is probably because your better judgment would would not want you to believe that as well. Yeah. Like you don't you don't want it to be true. Like and you'd just you'd assume it to not be true, but at the at the same time it's important not to just kind of blow away them accusations, is it? In, no, in, for sure know. not. But it, um, it is easy to isn't it like when it when it is a kid saying something like that and you just think that might be a bit of an overreaction. Yeah, absolutely. Like, it, 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 if someone said to you, oh, I haven't slept in three days, you'd probably think you might not have slept, but until it's been three days. Yeah, you probably had little naps here and there or, yeah. or whatever, like. 
yeah, yeah you just you you would think it were an overreaction but um again as well just um on the one hand are we saying it's it's important that they do explore it and work out if it is true um it is important as well and i don't i don't think we have done this by any means but i think anybody that is discussing this uh, it's important that they don't kind of like vilify dr phil or oh, the show yeah, without you know, you know it's there's sure, two sides yeah. of the coin basically is all i wanted to add it, it's um it's just one of them things it's he's sort of not covered himself in glory dr phil with um way that he's responded to it so it sort of made it look like he's a bit more guilty than maybe he actually is if you get what i mean yeah his his response to it sounds uh like the the wrong way to go about it regardless of if it's it's true or not it seems like he's just uh shirking all responsibility and yeah yeah it's, it's just like i can't be it, it like if it's not true he's giving like the kind of impression of like look I, it, this is not my problem i can't be asked dealing with this whereas it, it is your problem if, like, as I say, you're the face of the show. It's your reputation on the line, um, and you do have a responsibility, to, you know, for these kids as like welfare and whatnot. To, yeah, to have done the proper risk assessments and and whatnot. As I say, there's elements out of his control, but there's elements yeah, in his sure. control. But yeah, no, I think I think that's a an interesting update from from last week's episode. We'll have to see where that goes and if there's any kind of you know if there's any conclusion to it or if it's it may be one of them where they they can neither you know prove it they can't prove it either way, which may be the case. But we'll have to see if there is a conclusion to that. I would be interested to yeah, find for out. Yeah, sure, it is um is an odd one for sure. Yeah, but um uh, the the next sort of thing we wanted to to kind of discuss is the the possible. Well, I I, I believe it's been confirmed now that kind of COVID passports are kind of. Uh, like having a card, I'm, I'm, I've not had my vaccine just yet. But um, am I right in thinking that when you go, you kind of get a, a mark on it for your first first jab, and then when you go and you get your second mark, they give you some sort of a, a like an ID code or something, which I presume is in the NHS system to verify that it is real, so that people can't just fake. Yeah, it, sure. yeah, it'll be something like that. To be fair, like they they do give you on on your card, there's there's some weird like numbers and stuff and like yeah. one and uh my what they call like bits of information that I assume will only be like assigned to, to you. Looks like a barcode as well, doesn't it? Yeah. Barcode and a QR code. So it, it must yeah. like it must already have some sort of database set up. Can't believe they invited you two to have your job and said you yeah. This just because I said that uh, you two were the favorite people from after party of the podcast, and that they just sort all the geezer out whenever, whenever there's yeah, one going buggied. Whenever they've got a spare one, they said they'll ring you up. I said to them, <laughs> I said, I'm not bothered if I go last. And they went, No, nah, we'll keep you safe first, but we want another series. <laughs> but, um, what on, on a level though, lads, like, what's your what's your thoughts on these COVID passports? Like, do you think it's a good thing, a bad thing, a bit of both? Like, what, what are you thinking about it? Yeah, yeah it's a good thing. Um, I think, you know, it's it's not going to really bother any of us because we're all going to get a jab anyway. Um, I think the only people that it will affect in a bad way are the people that are going to opt out of having the jab because, you know, they feel like uh, some Bill Gates is tracking them or so some lizard people, you know, them fucks. So. And... I couldn't give a shit about their opinions. 
Fair enough. <laughs> back on, so I think, fuck him. It's safer for the rest of us. <laughs> we, it's going to make it safer for the rest of us. You know, um, um, it's a good way to try and keep, you know, try and keep, try and keep numbers down and piss off conspiracy theorists, which is just funny in itself anyway. So, um, all right, me. Grabbing passports, so like that. vaccination passports, even. Uh, they're sick, them. I like them. Like, so, you know what? Go on, man. What were you going to say? Sorry. No, I, I just like some of the, the list of things you can do, like how, um, you know, it looks like you won't be able to go into a football stadium without one or cinemas, uh, things like that. I think, you know, I think it's I'm class because it's going to make it just safer and it's for people. I've got a bit of a mixed opinion on it because, um, like, I, I am going to get uh, the, the the vaccine whenever it's offered to me. Don't get me wrong, but I, for me personally, I feel like the main reason I'm getting the vaccine is because it, if not, it will limit me from doing certain things. Like, on a personal level, like, and and not to be like, um, I'm not trying to be insensitive to anyone here. Like, I, I completely understand that people have lost people to this this disease, and I'm not a conspiracy theorist and. I'm not one of those people that thinks it doesn't exist, anything like that. But for me, I just, and you know, I may be, this may be uh, not very wise of me to think this, but I just think the likelihood of COVID having um, a severe impact on me is very unlikely. I do think I'm a relatively fit and healthy sort of young person. Um, and I know that isn't an ultimate protection against this disease, especially while well, it's still fairly unknown kind of how it can impact people and for what reasons. But uh yeah, I'm just, I, 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 it doesn't scare me on a personal level. The only thing it scares me for is me passing it to like anyone else. Um, and if the vaccine will have an overall impact of good, if more of us get that, it will reduce the impact of that because it's being spread less or less people being hospitalized or less positive tests, et cetera. And I'm more than happy to, you know, play my part and get the vaccine. But I do think the main reason I'm getting it is just to make sure I can be doing stuff like traveling abroad, going clubbing. Uh, playing football, uh, going to see football if I wanted, just anything like that. Um, then on the flip side, it, it, I know it, it, the reason that's been done and why it's been rolled out as like a sort of passport thing where you will be limited from doing uh, things is to incentivize people like me who are not really too bothered e- either way to make sure that we do get the vaccine um, because it's going to have a greater overall impact on, you know, uh, the UK's like, uh, hospitalization numbers, positive tests, etc., and that is going to allow us to progress to kind of a, a more normal state of society. And ultimately, that's what what I want more than anything. So I think that that's why I'm happy to get the jab. But I don't know how I feel about the kind of passport and limitations on it because people, I just like the idea of people having the free choice to do whatever they want to do. But I understand that that's not always possible as well. So a bit bit of a ramble there, but I hope you get what I'm trying to say overall. No, it does make sense. It's just to me, I think that, like, I don't understand it with people, to be honest, why why they're so worried about, like, the thought of of, of an actual, like, passport for it. Because I saw this on Twitter, like, a lot of people were kicking off, like, not about having vaccine, but about it being, a, like, a passport and it being a thing that you have to carry around. To me, that's such a bollocks argument, to be honest. If you can carry like an, a normal ID, why would you like? 
why would you not be able to carry like another piece of paper that's just a COVID one? What's what's different? It's all like to be fair, the best thing they could do is to have it just like on your phone. Like it'd be so easy to do. Like, like I'm sure that will if, be possible as well. Yeah, Dep- like if with this like track and trace thing, if you, I, I assume it will be able to do it. Like you know, so that you don't have to think about taking stuff out. Like nine times out of ten, you're gonna have your phone on you. So, but it to me, it's like it, it's just a weird one because what I don't, I, me personally, like I. I get it's a bit of like a, a narrow view, but I don't see why you wouldn't want it. Like I, it I, it's, it's only to help you. I, th- I can see why someone wouldn't want it. I'm not saying I necessarily take up this view 100%, but um, I think just trying to get in the head of other people, I think, I think a reason why people might not want to take it, and, you know, it's, it's a conversation I've kind of had in my own head, um, is we kind of know what the potential impacts of getting COVID could be on us on a personal level, kind of. Obviously, they can have drastic impacts, but for some people, it's it's got no real known sort of side effects for them or, like, you know, they don't experience anything really with it. Um, uh, whereas people have probably got concerns that there might be long-term impacts of this vaccine that haven't been able to be researched properly, which I understand, like... I understand what they're saying, um, yeah, but for I, the greater good of society, it's it's just like a risk. We, we I, don't, I don't know, man. It's no the thing is. It's the thing is one. for me though, like you've got you've got to save yourself today so you can get to tomorrow. Are you just like you worrying about long term effects that you'll never see? Yeah, like like to me, just like if you'd say, well, I'd rather I'd rather take my chances with COVID, and then you leave like. You leave a family with one less person, then then it's it's just it's not a selfish outlook by any means, but it's just a closed mind one in my mind. Yeah, I think I, I think the thing is that everyone's probably got like diff- the reason everyone's got different views is because everyone's got different priorities. And I think why I'm a bit more blase with it is like say say if I was a father or something, I had other kind of responsibilities to worry about. I'd be you 100%. Are? I shut the fuck up. <laughs> Anyone listening, I am not a father. <laughs> yes, <laughs> oh mate, fucking hell. I might well I might be. I might just not know it. Uh, no, <laughs> right. no, no. Um no, but for real, um like say say if I was a father and I had other responsibilities like that where it was very, very important that like I looked after my health in the here and now and whatever happens in the future is you know, a possibility I can't really worry about. I've got to be focused on right now being here, looking after, like, my child or my family or whatever. Then I'd be 100% pro-vaccine with without even having these conversations in my head. Um, like, don't get me wrong, overall, I, I am pro-vaccine as it is, you know, for, like, the wider good of, of the UK population. But I just mean on an individual level, as a kind of young, as I say, barely fit and healthy lad, like... Whether rightly or wrongly, I'm I'm not too concerned about COVID on a personal level. I'm just more concerned about me passing that on to someone of a more vulnerable kind of disposition or someone who's a bit more elderly or whatever it may be. But I'm I'm happy to, you know, play my part and get the vaccine. I hope that's how other people of my sort of age and thought process see it as well. Yeah, you know, I thought I hope that's the conclusion they come to is what I'm saying. 
I do think that at the our age, though, it does seem to be that that people are a lot more open to it. And like, I'm not, I'm not saying everyone this age is, but it's more, it's like middle-aged people that seem to be like, you know, like a stumbling block almost. Yeah, like because old people seem to have just accepted it and turned it down. Bless them. But uh, thing is, though, they, you know, they've probably got a few more years left. It don't matter what the fuck it does to them. <laughs> yeah, to be fair, <laughs> once they've had it, they've secured them some for a couple of years. Tell them on the back. But this is what I mean. It's like young people are at an age where it's if we want to go out, like. I don't yeah. even necessarily mean like to clubs, but like just as I do. Well, <laughs> I, I know you do, but I mean like just as a, as an age group, everyone just wants to get out and be able to do what they want. And it turns out what we want to do is go to clubs. But uh, but it's like middle aged people in it where they just go to work and shit. They're just like, oh no, what is? Yeah, <laughs> I, I, you know what I. Uh... I don't have the same opinion of them back. I can sort of understand where they're coming from, but I think I think the bigger problem with this, I think what the main problem people are having with this, the actual passport element rather than the vaccine itself is not necessarily the, it's another thing to carry around or put in your wallet or whatever. I think like looking at the bigger picture, what this could potentially mean, and I'm not saying that this is what it does mean or what is going to happen, but the fact that they've been able to roll out this kind of um, system where look, you get this job, it gives you a passport to enable you to live life in a normal manner. There's quite worrying elements of that to people. And I understand that entirely because um, I, I can understand that concern. I mean, there is like, there is a slight bit of concern there. I do, I do get what you mean. Like it's it's does it set a precedent for like future things where. Where it can be like used on other stuff, I get I get that. But to me, it's like it's like COVID, well, fair enough. No, yeah, COVID, no, it's COVID's gold. like a, it, it's like it, it's something that that should never have happened in our lifetime, and probably, like, hopefully, won't happen again in our lifetime. So I, th- I, th- I think like goalposts have sort of been moved for this. Well, clearly they have. No, yeah. I, I I agree. I just when I when I said I hope we're really fucked, it, it was more of a at this point. If the whole you know, like in terms of stopping your freedom, being almost having your movement tracked, being told you can't do something, we're way past that. <laughs> if we want to, if somebody wants to track us or whatever, or no, and you know where we've been what we're doing, stop us from doing anything. It's just so easy to do nowadays. I don't think a COVID passport is going to change that much anyway. So it's it'll bring so, you know, it, the safety it brings to the general public is a lot higher than the, the level of freedom that we're sort of giving up for it because it, we've kind of, we lost that, you know, due to our means years ago. So I don't, I don't necessarily see it as the, as the worst thing. Yeah, yeah no, why is the conclusion of why at government that asked about like someone like me or Tanya thirty two from Solihull? Why are they gonna be? Why are they gonna be tracking us? That your last. Like, <laughs> <laughs> They'll be tracking. No, 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 no,
but uh, but um, yeah, like why? I think people think they're more important than what they are. Like, yeah, that 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 was also so true, isn't it? All <laughs> government are gonna get in off me. They're gonna see that I go to work, come home, go to work, come home, and then on weekend get plastered. That's about it. Yeah, well, yeah I, th- I think people have got conspiracies about like being tracked and stuff like I find that ridiculous. Um, one one thing that I, I kind of another conversation I kind of have internally, and people a lot of people are having kind of openly with other people is, is the, go- the government and sort of governments across the world or whatever, they, they need a way to be able to control people. Um, on a kind of mass scale so that we can all work together to achieve a collective goal, which I totally understand. And I, like, I'm actually behind, you know, government having a kind of level of control on society because otherwise we won't be able to achieve collective goals like beating a virus or uh, like, you know, being able to abide by the law and, you know, like a large scale and things like that. But then on the other side of things is what this, this whole virus thing is, is, is kind of showing just how easily controllable we are. And it's like there's there's got to be a, a balance between the two of you know like we need to have our own free will uh, free will and you know free free f- thought whilst also being able to trust that what the government's telling us and whatnot is right. Yeah. And th- I mean that I suppose there's no way to ever know that that you can trust that what the government's telling you is right. But that's kind of the point that we've just kind of got to do it anyway. And I know that sucks. Like yeah. But you you've just got to hope and trust that they are what they're telling you is the best advice you know we've not got anyone else to give us better advice so rather than just you know con- you know theorizing in your own head and being like oh what if this what if that just go with it and you know it might it might come like it could come back to bite us but we're doing the right thing in this very moment and i'd rather do that and possibly regret it in future rather than do what is widely known to be the wrong thing and whatnot right now yeah. thing is government might, yeah. does have to have some sort of control yeah, okay. exactly, if, exactly. If not, it'd be fucking Mad Max. I don't fancy <laughs> living in Mad Max. That, like, I think people, like, people straight to, like, they get something into their heads and it, it then becomes over-exaggerated, doesn't it? And it's like, it swings too far over word. I think that's why a lot of conspiracy theories, like, end up sounding daft, to be honest. Like, it, it's just because people get so, like, sucked into it that they end up they end up you know like exaggerating on the stuff yeah nice it is a it is a madness it's a mazza it's a mazzolini <laughs> um something else is a madness um well i mean i find it a madness it's well let's just let's just let the audience know well, what, well, what it is well. <laughs> well, there may be now the only excited. But um, Stacey Solomon has apparently admitted that she keeps her son's foreskin in a box. Um, so, uh, and, you know, I'll just open the question up to the four lads. I mean, would you ever keep your son's foreskin in a, bo- in a box? <laughs> Have you still got your horse, yeah? Your son's? Nah, nah, I, <laughs> I shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> oh god! No, I, uh, unfortunately, 
Oh, no, I'm not going to kid. Where were, you, where were you going with that? What's happened? Oh, no, it, it, it's a weird one because it's like... It is an hard one because obviously <laughs> it's part of you. Give up. Fuck you now. No, because it, it, it's to do with someone's religion, isn't it? Like, it's... Obviously, it's like a, a Jewish thing, and I, I think Stacey Solomon is Jewish, isn't she? Nice-looking woman is Stacey Solomon, I've always thought. <laughs> <Not too weird. laughs> I don't know, you know. She's a nice-looking woman, isn't she? Did you actually get, actually get step kids? <laughs> actually get step no, kids no, 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 no. Is that going to do all no, like, it, it is a part of religion, so like I understand like the the matter of it being dumb, but what? Why? Why? Why keep it? Does it not decay after so long? I think if you just open the box, it'll just like turn to dust or something. <laughs> just do it. Smell fucking rancid. <laughs> Well, lads, you've you've not even answered the question. Would you would you keep your son's foreskin in a box? No, I can't say I would. To be fair, no. Why would you? No, I would. Nah, I, did, I didn't with my son anyway. <laughs> when? <laughs> Good old Wade. He's doing well now. He's uh, recently potty trained. Congratulations, yeah. Wayne. Wayne the Wayne. Wayne, Wayne. <laughs> Wayne the pain. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but um, yes, but, uh, another sure. thing, just 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 on the on the topic of sort of w- uh, potentially strange things people do with the the kids. Um, I saw I saw an article the other day and it got me thinking. It was about um, uh, Katie Price filming her son Harvey um, as he, he smashed a car window, um, and there's so many clips of Harvey kind of knocking about online, and a lot of them get like memed up and whatnot. Um, and it, it just got me thinking like is it morally right to film your kids when they're, they're probably not of an age to be able to give you properly consent to be like yeah this is something I want to do and this because it's permanently going to be on the internet do you know what I mean like if they do something that they're embarrassed about in future like people will have saved them clips and whatnot like it's never going to be removed from the internet now so if you've done something as a kid that's embarrassing or that you regret which all of us will have done but you're being filmed doing it, like there's there's just something about that that's off to me. Like, what what do you two think about that? Like, do you think it's okay to because you're kind of the the, the guardian, the sort of legal parent, and you know you look after the kid? Do you think that it's, it's fine for you to just record them and to put content up of them? Like, what what do you two think? I think it's an hard one in a way, you know, because it, it's. I know that Katie Price a lot of times says that it it's for an like an awareness sort of thing so that people people can see like oh this is this is what it's like to be living with someone who's who is disabled or has learning difficulties. It's so there is she can sort of spin it to be like that and maybe not spin it, but you know, like it can be put across like that to show people it. Look, you can laugh and joke about it, but there is like some serious, there is serious stuff that goes on, like behind closed doors that maybe every, people don't see every day. But 
it's not even necessarily about Ivy Price, is it? It's like a it's like a trend among YouTubers as well to like film the kids and that and and maybe maybe in a way you can say use them to gain more views because you can sort of like you can tell a kid to do something and they'll do it like but it's like you said morally is it right Cause there'll be stuff that in maybe 10 years that some kids on youtube will think jesus christ oh yeah like actually, i wish all my dad hadn't recorded that yeah man. yeah or like could you like let's put it this way like if if we'd have been filmed as kids and done something really embarrassing and got into like high school or sixth form and people had found it and started laughing about it, you'd be mortified, wouldn't you? I'd feel bad for my kid, mate, if I did something yeah, like yeah. that. And it being like a, a sort of result, not not necessarily about bullying, but something that they hear every day, like, you're that kid off of this and that and you you did this and we saw you did this. Like, it, it'd be a lot of pressure for a kid to like grow up with. So t- to me, I think it, it is a dangerous sort of thing to to start doing. Like even like I said, out of, out of out of way of it being Harvey Price or like whoever, it's just any kid. I think it's a really like difficult route to take a kid down because it's not necessarily parents that's that's going to get maybe called up on it as much because kids are horrible, aren't they? So. If oh, you, well, see, they certainly can be. Yeah, yeah if, if a kid sees someone do something embarrassing on a YouTube video and then they think, right, take a piss out of him for that, it's like they, didn't, they don't know where to draw a line, do they? So. I, th- I think the thing is as well, I think um, a lot of people that probably do, you know, I, d- I don't want to necessarily say use the kids for content, but I can't think of a better way to put it is, you know, a lot of people that do kind of use the kids for content. I reckon they probably didn't set out on that journey to be like, all right, yeah, let's, let's do this. This is going to work. It's going to be good for the audience. They probably just put up like one video with the kid in and like it does better than like other videos because kids are just like, they're just more funny because, because they don't necessarily have that like awareness and maturity. So whatever they do, it's more like entertaining or like it's adorable or there's some kind of factor to it that you like. You, you know, like it, it, it brings out an emotion whether you're like, oh, that's so cute. Oh, yeah. that's so funny that a kid's doing that. So, and then that video does well. I'm like, all right, we'll do another video and then another video. And then before you know it, like every video has got the kids in and like the kids are basically the main element of the channel. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's just mad. Like, um, but as you say, you know, the, there is that element of like in Katie Price's instance that, you know, she is, she probably has rose awareness to, to you know children with learning difficulties and you know just kind of show the kids you know that you can still speak to them converse with them and how to treat them and you know not to to be nasty and that sort of thing so that there probably is an element of that to it but equally it does seem like Harvey is one of the main reasons why Katie Price is probably relevant now like and obviously in the kind of field she's in it's important for her I don't even know exactly what field she is in but like she's involved in the media and that isn't shit so yeah, it, in some way, keeps I do, it relevant. I do, I do like you never. I couldn't even tell you names of Katie Price's other kids. To be fair, like so. No, it, I mean, it, I don't even know she had other kids. That shows you. Everything. I think I'm. I'm pretty certain she does. So it to me, it it does show that 
that she does push a lot of stuff on Harvey Price. I know that maybe you can say, well, it's because he gets memed a lot. And so it, it's more like there's more chance of young people like us to see it on the internet. But at the same time, like she's done all this stuff for like going on TV shows and being like, well, don't bully him, don't be mean to him and stuff like that. And I, I, I agree, like people shouldn't be mean to people with learning difficulties. That's just a given. But when you are filming him doing like, certain stuff and people can make jokes out of it all like it doesn't take much for the internet to make a joke out of something so maybe yeah. just lay off it a bit like don't give don't, don't add fuel to a fire like it's to me it yeah maybe she like, needs... it seems like it, it, like I said it's something that shouldn't happen anyway but it's it seems like she fuels it a lot of time yeah. No, I would be inclined to agree. I think it's it's probably she needs to make more like like don't get me wrong. She's like from what we see, she does seem like a brilliant mum to him. So like I don't want to sound like I'm proper oh, yeah, her, but... sure. like it it more it must be difficult to like deal with someone who because he's not a small lad neither, is he? So he could easily like injure her. It's yeah, just... like potentially. <laughs> She just needs to be conscious of what she's yeah. putting out there because she's like obviously like the adult kind of like I'm not saying Harvey's not well minded, but he's not in a position where he can consciously determine what is and isn't appropriate to be putting out there, whereas she probably is. So she just needs to be mindful of that. And anyone else who makes content around kids, even kids that don't have learning difficulties or whatever, needs to be, you know, just just take things into consideration, I guess is all I'm saying. Like take your kids' feelings into the into consideration rather than just that it's working for views or money or whatever it meant, relevance in the immediate future. Uh, yeah, have you got any any thoughts on that one, Ollie? Um, no, not not really more than anything what you two have said, to be honest. Um, I think, you know, she does seem like a... Most of the time, seems like a brilliant moment and she's just wearing awareness. So I think she is, you know, like she's... Um, I almost don't see it as like it's not like she's doing it as necessarily for the just for without sounding horrible, but for the, the relevance of, of him because you know, as you say, he can get as bad as it is, there is a lot of people that will turn him into a you know, anything that she posts will turn it into some sort of joke on the internet. And she's not doing that at all. She clearly loves Harvey to bits. Um but yeah, just I mean, I'm saying this as if like I've you know, got a kid that's well, I've got a kid at all, but also if I can give any sort of parenting tips. But what another one? Yeah, how many are you on now? Uh, it well, must be his fourth now. Yeah, she's all different fourth. mothers as well. All different brothers as well. <laughs> yeah, can't believe. Well, brother, we are weird, isn't he? Well, cousins, we are weird. <laughs> Joe's weird. Um, oh but no, I. I just, no, I'd, I'd probably, for me personally, I, I wouldn't post him as much because he, it almost seems to aggravate her. I don't know if it aggravates him or not. Um, you know, because it will, if if he does see any of these comments and that, if he, you know, like, as understands that a lot of people are just just horrible, um, <clears throat> then 
it'll you know it'll just make him feel shit and it's just gonna almost fuel his fire and, and hers and it's just gonna you know like escalate it almost but you never you like I, I can't I can't say anything like that because if I know <laughs> I know what I'd do because I, I wouldn't but well I know I won't post as much on the internet well but that's that's mainly just because I couldn't be asked anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I've got to be honest, I couldn't be asked filming all the time. Um, right, I've got I've got a predicament for you though, lads. Let's let's say you 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 know you will you took up this kind of view that we all seem to have of you know you do need to consider what you are posting, how your kids might feel about it in future, um, whether it's morally right, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. But let's say you you know you let's say you're a YouTuber, like we don't understand how YouTube works, like from a level of a creator like you know we none of us have youtube channels anything like that let's say you're a youtuber and your usual videos are getting like fifty thousand views or whatever you know kind of like five five figure views every video and then you know you put one video on with your kid and your kid's doing something like funny or adorable and there's nothing particularly embarrassing or anything in there but it just bangs views like straight away it's like high six figure views like 800 odd thousand like would you continue to post videos with your kid in, um, or would would you not like? Would you try? Would you consciously steer away from that, like, based on the discussion we've had, or would you find a kind of in, intermediate? And because for me, I'll I'll answer that just to give you a bit of a an idea of where I'm coming from. If I saw that and like the video absolutely banged, like killing it for views, I probably would keep posting content with my kid in, but not on a super frequent basis. You scumbag. And I'd, uh, and I'd, uh, the, the reason I could justify it to myself is I would be very conscious about what elements of the kid's life I did include. Um, so I'd make sure it were very generic things where it might not bang the views as much because it's maybe not as like hilarious or whatnot. Or I don't know. Um, but it just, it's incorporating them in the videos more in like a documentation of like significant moments in the life, but where it doesn't reveal anything too personal or it, it's not asking the kid to do it. Like you're not actually going out of your way to get the kid to do something like bizarre or you know, like clip worthy or whatever. Like, so I'd I'd strike a balance is effectively what I'm saying. But I just want to know what you two would do if you were in that situation. Depends how much money you're making. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, if if I'm making decent money, then yeah. I just, you know, as long as it's not fucking hell, that didn't take much uh, convincing, did it? Ah, <laughs> oh, that uh, to be fair, I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't take much convincing anyway. But um, no, like if you're making decent enough money and it's not actually affecting the child, then yeah, why not? Um, because it just means it's you know decent content, people enjoy it enough to spend money on it. Why not? Um. But as long as I knew it were, you know, absolutely safe child and they were happy, you know, safe mentally, just any physically anything, as long as the, the kid was okay, then yeah, nah, why not? You know, gonna become, it's going to become balling. You know, it's going to become rich quick then. Sod it. I oh, create any sort of, well, <laughs> not any sort of video. Like, hang, on, hang on a second. Uh, but yeah, why not? Um, It's weird for me, like, I'd make it. To, I'd I'd make sure that I wouldn't post the video on my kid until like they got to a, like a decent age. But at that same time, I'd be like, if it if it did make views, I'd I'd almost ask my kid, you know, like if we were doing some if we were doing something that we were enjoying, and I'm like, oh well, 
we did it the other day. Do you want to try to do it again? And I'll record it again. And if my kid said to me, yeah, then we'd do it again. If he said no, then I won't do it again. It, like, I'd, I'd make sure that if, if they were at an age where they could give like an opinion or or they could make a decision of I don't want to do this today or I, I would or I do want to do this today, then I'd try and make sure that my kid had a, had, you know, his own mic or she had her own saying it. Yeah, I think I think that's probably the right way to go about it. I think I I would also, you know, want to ask that, that you know, they feel comfortable doing it. Like, Obviously, like, oh, you yeah, can't yeah. do it to a three-year-old or something like that, but, you know, like a six, seven, eight-year-old, then you can say, oh, we're going to go down the park. Do you want to go to the park? And I'll film it again. And if they say no, then you say, well, fuck off then. Fuck off then, I'll take your sister. Say no, then you'd sit up fine and make your own tea. It's not an old tweet now for next week. <laughs> no, but yeah. It's it's a tough one. I think I think there is a, a way of going about it. I think as long as you you're taking steps to kind of safeguard the child, which I would like to think most people that are doing it anyway are taking some kind of steps to to make sure that you know they are feeling mentally like fine with it, and you know it's not they're not finding it strange or or that you can do an assessment that this is not going to kind of come back and they're going to find it embarrassing or whatever. Um, but yeah, you just need to be very mindful. Basically, I think is the overall. Thing we're all kind of saying if you are putting content of your kids online um one, one uh, last thing that we could maybe touch on i don't know if we've got much information about it but I'm all right. is it an nba analyst that's been been fired and since been uh hired by porn or like a porn site or something what's what's cracked cracked off there right so paul pierce is he's now at well he was an nba analyst for espn um, he's an ex-player. He used to play for Boston Celtics. He retired in uh, 2017, and um, he did an Instagram live like last week. Um, <laughs> and he, he was hosting a party that were full of strippers, booze, um, break, breaking like all sorts of COVID guidelines. But you know, strippers, drugs, basically any, everything. Like it was, it was just like a full-on pie. Um, so he's been dropped by ESPN but um, as he's been dropped by them the same day um, a porn site which I'm not sure of the name of has offered him 250k no, not sure of the name of I'm not sure if it exists or not <laughs> I've checked it out boys. I've checked all the videos and uh, it's, it seems legit <laughs> but um, no, they've offered him 250k for him to still be an NBA analyst, but with all the strippers he wants. So he's still going to analyze games and you know, anything. Basically, you know, be an analyst journalist for the NBA. <laughs> but he can have strippers whilst he does it. Um, <laughs> My man's just... landed on his fucking feet there, and he? <laughs> Unless he's gotten socks, he'll be laughing. <laughs> Well, he's responded by saying big things are coming and that's it. Fucking hell. Big things are coming. That's it. Fucking hell. No. Imagine imagine you, you your employers just pull you to one side and they just say, Look, I'm 
I'm really sorry, mate. We've uh, we've caught wind of you know you've you've not really been conducting yourself properly or how how we want you to be representing the brand. Uh, we're gonna have to let you go, mate. Uh, you know all the best to you. Thanks for your time working for us. And you go, all right, yeah, sorry about that. And then um, five minutes later, now they're chief. How about <laughs> you come, come work for me? Have as many strippers as you want, and uh, you just crack on and do the same job you were doing before. <laughs> And we'll give you 250 grand for doing it. Okay, you, seriously? <laughs> you don't take a piss at Jeez. Nah, he's landed on his feet there. Like, fucking hell. What, Thing a, is, what, what a turn of fortunes. It, it, it is such a weird turn of fortunes. Because how do you go from like, how do you go from an analyst who's just like sitting behind a desk, maybe talking to Shaq every now and again, to being sat there with just strippers? <laughs> Uh, you, you've got to think you'd get you know after a while how annoying would that get like you're just trying to talk about NBA and you've got no one to talk about it with there's an arse in your face you're just trying to talk about basketball <laughs> yeah the novelty would wear off wouldn't it pretty quick to be yeah. fair nah but quickly. I, I just thought I just thought that was a bit of a bizarre turn of events that we just needed to touch on a bit but We've also got the hypotheticals. Um, so we've got a couple of questions. I think Ollie's prepared the the questions this week, I hope, anyway. Um, <laughs> but have you uh, have you got a couple of questions, Ollie? You can fire out to the lads and we can have a bit of a discussion as we do. Right, I've got two. I've got two, boys. Um, so following on from almost like last, uh, last episode's uh, Lil Nas X theme, if you could sell your soul to the devil, what would you sell yeah. it for? What would I sell it for? I'll, I'll um, let you boys answer first. One more night out. GL. <laughs> nah, That'll be a mad one. What would I sell my soul? For Wayne's first birthday. I hate to be that guy, but I, I just don't think I would sell my soul. But are we, are we doing it in a way of like, you've got to sell it for something? Like, is that what we're saying? Yeah, now nah, we can't we can't have a cop answer, you're not allowed to not sell it. It's getting sold. <laughs> I'm gonna say what well, would be a really short episode if both of us just go, I don't fancy selling it to be honest. Nah, but let, let's be honest, we we're we're all like um like pretty strong strong minded guys. Like I, I don't think anything would get us to, to sell us so you know what I mean? We're all quite um... I think it would. It really I can see I can see any of us selling nah. it to be fair. <laughs> no, nah, I won't. I won't sell myself. I won't sell myself. Well, me. No, <laughs> um, <laughs> no, um, no, no. Because thing is, like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> fucking hell, it's all like my soul is leaving my body as it is. Uh, <laughs> nah, what would I, what? Go on, have you, Aaron? Have you, have you got an answer for this? I'm still thinking what I would sell myself for. I reckon a few mil, a few mil, and I'd be down. Oh, we're talking a, like a, a figure rather than. Uh, well, no, it like, can be anything. Amazon. I'd sell myself you know what, for you Amazon. Know what I would sell myself for. I'd sell myself to be the owner. No, maybe not the owner, the the sporting director of Chelsea until like 
whenever my, you know, like the devil finally claims my soul. If I could be sporting director at Chelsea up until that point and kind of have a bit of a hand in transfers and how we wanted to progress forward with style of play and whatnot, a little bit of a little bit of a say say, you know, and I'd uh, I'd sell it for that. That'd make me happy. <laughs> Not much said. No. <laughs> Do you know what? Like, if it, if it were like an actual like to do something, I'd sell myself to be like the best footballer in the world. I think that'd be so sick. Like to know that you're best at something that millions and millions and millions of people want to do. Oh, I, I want I want under I want under impression of like we can put ourselves in a position or like get an item rather than. No, sort of give ourselves a skill. I'm making it up as I go along now. If if that if that is the case, though, I'd like not to completely copy, but I'd do exactly the same. So but you are have, about to copy. We'd be Messi and Ronaldo, modern <laughs> era. Ah, <laughs> oh, boys, mate, room. I'd I'd be I'd be coming through for that at all, you know. I'd, but only if I could keep my exact physique I've got now. So, imagine, <laughs> imagine me shipping about. <laughs> Can't get can't get kit on him because you can't. <laughs> I got shirts that'll fit me like Benson in Wembley Cup. Benson in Wembley Cup. <laughs> Playing for England, I've got England crop top on. <laughs> Fucking hell! I'd only, so I could have, I'd only be best footballer in the world if I could play for any club of my choice as well. Like, do you know, like, on, do you remember New Star Soccer? Can you imagine yeah. going through that again? Just starting off in, like, Belgium third league, scoring 50-odd 50, 50 goals in a season, moving no, I... to, like, PSV or somewhere. And then, do you like... know what would be sick, though? Imagine, like, while you're starting out, like, that Belgian third league team or whatever, like, just imagine all the world just talking about this guy who's just scored, like, 100, 140 goals in the league this season. It's like, what the <laughs> fuck's going on in that division? Like, you'd, you'd be like a cult hero at that point. Everyone would yeah. be like, who the fuck is this guy? Who is he? Like, that'd be so region. <laughs> <laughs> nah, that would be mad. It's, have we all got the same answer there, then? No, nah, to be fair, my actual answer, I'd, I'd tell myself to be a MotoGP rider. But that's that's just a, a preference in sport there. But ah, to be well, to be a good one. Yeah, no, I get you. Yeah, it's similar in the sense of like it's you'd get so much enjoyment out of that, wouldn't you? Like it being like yeah. your favorite, your favorite, one of your favorite, probably your favorite sport. Um, like you just buzz off being able to do that like every day, like fucking hell. Yeah, so I'd I'd, I'd sell it for that. To be fair. The thing is, though, what what does selling your soul mean? Is it like that you're no longer going to be a pure and moral person, and like what you know, what what are the like connotations of that? Or I would I would just assume that it's basically like we're going to have an untimely death or something like that. I don't know. When yeah, you die, just... you get sent to hell. That's it. You have got to live out an eternity now. I want my on my sandwich balandor. The question is that. What's that? Is anybody, you know, are, are we actually losing anything here? <laughs> I'm going to say, from a personal standpoint, I'm not religious. I don't believe in hell anyway. So, some devil geezer comes up to me, he's like, Bro, do you want to sell your soul? Bro, do you want to sell your soul? And you can, like, tear it up and be Chelsea's <laughs> leading goal scorer of all time. I'd be like, Mate, that's, that's sound because no one's going to happen to me anyway. 
<laughs> Although I suppose if you meet the devil in the flesh, gonna, you're going to believe that. Gonna that gonna yeah. if, he, if, he, if he rocks up in front of you, and he's like, you're not here. <laughs> he's like, I am. I'm stood in what front you of you. Fucking jack me and shit. <laughs> Allah. You know. No, we've all got similar sort of answers there anyway. Have you have you got a, another question for us as well, Ollie? What's second hypothetical saying? Right, so if you had to be marooned on an island with three people and there can be like any three people that are alive, dead, celebrities, just, just any three people from history, who would it be? But you're like, you're stuck Jeez. with these three people on this island forever. Frank Lampard, John Terry, Didier Drogba. No, no, actually, hang on Are you doing him building a five-a-side team? <laughs> no, 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 hang on a second, hang on a second. No, I, I thought, you know what, I'd actually be proper chiller with that, like um, just reminiscing good good Chelsea moments from the past. But, uh... You weren't boys chilling from when you were in UCL five. <laughs> <laughs> no, but to me, no, do you know what, I'd, I'd have, I'd have Petr Cech there because I feel like he's a, quite literally a safe pair of hands like he seems like such a nice guy I feel like he'd keep morale high keep you in good spirits um, I'd have Jenna Eiko there just because you know you need a bit of womanly oh company oh my god you do nah come on if you're, on a, if you're living on a fucking island for the rest of your life like you, like do you know what I mean you do, do need a bit of womanly company there and I don't even necessarily leave, mean pal. I don't even necessarily mean you know in that sort of way I just mean it's you know it's I enjoy a woman's company, you know. But, uh, We're just yeah. steady. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> for fuck's sake. Then my third, third answer would, third person would be, is it human beings or can you have like a, like could it be a dog or something? No, it could be a dog. I'll be take a dog one. then. I'll take a dog. I've got Big Pete as like, <laughs> Big Pete's like, I mean, nah, see, I need a, I, no, I need another woman for Big Pete. Needs to be a tall. Needs to so, needs to be a tall woman. What, what we've got here? <laughs> Megan the Stallion. Megan the Stallion is fairly tall. Woman. Big Pete. Big what? Pete can have so her. You, what? So you've. you've just gone, <laughs> I need a dog. I'm taking Megan the Stallion. No, 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 no. I wanted a dog at first, but then I thought, oh, it's going to be. It's a bit harsh on Big Pete that he's not going to have a. He's not going to have a bit of womanly company Big to Pete. enjoy. So uh, I thought. Get get Megan and the Stallion involved as well, and um, I don't golden. Think his wife. I didn't know he had a wife. To be honest, <laughs> I don't know my issues. So. Well, if he's got a wife, he can bring his wife on Kai. But if not, then he can can have can have Meg. Oh well, that's that's awfully but, generous. Yeah. Well, so, am I? Would I not be the best wingman of all time? Though they're hooking someone up with Meg the Stallion. Like, we just, come on. To be fair, yeah, you're yeah, right. It, it's a fair, yeah. Nah. I rate that. <laughs> it's just the that that first that initial selection with <laughs> Jack, <laughs> Jenny Acker, some stray dog. <laughs> Do you know what? It's all thinking from such a selfish point of view. There, or like, I've got Big Pete there. That I can talk about Chelsea with, like, just have a have a bit of a you know laugh with. Uh, seems like a nice bloke. I like, I've got Jenny Eiko there for a bit of womanly company, yeah, and and that seems like a, a nice lass as well. And then, uh, <laughs> and then, um, just like a dog, just as you know, like your, your loyal companion, you know, like nice, cute. Yeah, but how long are you going to be on that desert island? Fuck, if it gets to there where that dog's old, it's going to be fucking heartbreaking. 
Yeah, we did the island. <laughs> and we fucking slapping people who are the on island with over two people. <laughs> Which chick won't make it off the island if mine doesn't die on the island. <laughs> <laughs> fucking hell. No, that's that they are my selections uh, keyed in. And I know I could have gone for something a bit more profound, like you know, having like Albert Einstein on and fucking Charles Darwin and God knows what. But... Oh, I know, <laughs> wasn't it? Yeah, no, nah, I'm thinking more long term, you know, nobody right. of that would wear off. Yeah. Like, you'd have the conversation that you'd want to have with them. And then every time what they come in. What conversation do you want to have with well, <laughs> we Einstein and Charles Darwin? <laughs> have you seen me, dog? <laughs> we are the Einstein. I'd just say, I like your uh, your Netflix like your series. Hair, we, are, we are son Marty, your grandson Marty. Seems uh, <laughs> decent crack, is that son? <laughs> you look but, well uh, different in person. <laughs> I don't know. I wouldn't see that's what I mean. Like, I wouldn't even have a, a but what I mean is like a more like of an intelligent kind of person where they could maybe enlighten you, enlighten you in some way. But once they've enlightened you, you're not going to be able to have the same sort of crack with them as you'd be able to have like me and Big Pete sipping a, a few beverages and whatnot, you know, just reminiscing of Chelsea. Yeah, well, these beverages. <laughs> well, I'd learn how to produce me on alcohol in some way. I don't know. Johnny's trusty dog. <laughs> Come on then, let's hear your two's fucking answers anyway. <laughs> you left, left wearing it on Wayne's just on his own. <laughs> Some yeah, not bringing, not bringing sat, kid. Wayne's sat there with video camera waiting to be filmed again. <laughs> <laughs> <You're the best. laughs> Wayne's wondering where Dan's gone. <laughs> <laughs> For fuck's sake. Just done in bed. <laughs> oh, God. Go on then. One, one of you two. Uh, I just I love how literally as soon as you asked that question, I was just like, John Terry Frank Lampard did your drug. But, <laughs> but I, can't, but, I, honestly, I can't think of an answer that's going to be better than that. Uh, well, yeah. oh, would I take Jenny Eichel or would I take Gwen? I'll take Jenny Eichel, right? <laughs> fucking, it don't matter. Go on. <laughs> Right, Aaron, have you got have you got a, a trio you'd you'd bring with you? Tyson Fury, Anthony Joshua, and, <laughs> and that bloke who makes three houses all the time on YouTube. Out of note, because he'd make a great shack for you. All right, you know? so you're you're gonna be stuck on that desert island for the rest of your life, and you're not even gonna have a woman on there. Like, now I'm just gonna sit and watch Anthony Joshua and Tyson Fury. <laughs> 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 just once a day I'm going to wheel about <laughs> what, what's going to make you think that you're going to have fucking owners of them two two fucking massive blokes you're just going to go outside to go on you two fucking fight again <laughs> I'll tell him I'll tell him I suppose it's um, it would keep them too entertained no, I, I wouldn't really take them two to be fair um, I'd, I'd, I would take I would take that bloke who makes sharks though I don't think he speaks any English so it'd be like an hard start but he'd make a swimming pool in the middle of Ireland so fair enough make a shark have you not seen him that bloke who yeah. makes stuff like I know what you sticks mean. and stuff like he's just make, sick eh? makes a mansion out of some like sand and a twig yeah. exactly that's what's meant for a desert island then I don't know what it is just MacGyver's himself a mansion with a pool and 
I'd, I'd be half tempted for like a Bear Grylls, but I don't fancy drinking piss all the time. Yeah. I was just thinking Bear Grylls could have been a shout. I love how you're thinking from a practical standpoint, and I'm just thinking I'll be sat on the fucking sun lounge chatting to Pe- <laughs> Better Check with Jenny Eiffel and Megan the Stallion around the side of us. <laughs> I, sort of, I, I sort of do fancy Gordon Ramsay being there, wouldn't it? Like, so he'd mix, Jeez, whip yeah. up a meme, he'd whip up a right meal, and then you'd be like, if he fires some abuse at you, then you set bloke who's setting house up to make a prison for him. Comes out. Comes out once a day to make you food. Well, and you've got you've got so you've got your shack, you've got your chef. What who's your who's your third pick? <laughs> who's your chef? <laughs> <laughs> um my third pick. I don't know, you know. Probably set like Probably take uh, Clifford Big Red Dog, set him off at Ireland, get him swimming. Fuck you, know. Sweet, like, spend a few days there and then just get on back at dog and start paddling. You'd get to Greece in no time. You're back, in, you're back where you need to be. <laughs> or, or, in fact, let's scrub that. I reckon I reckon someone like a Shaquille O'Neal, he'd be hilarious. He would be jokes like, and he'd be able to reach up to like fucking grab coconuts and whatever yeah. fucking shit's on island. You you want someone who's gonna keep you happy. And I feel like Gordon Ramsay'd be like, he'd make you some food and then he'd have a go at you for too long and you'd take the fuck this. But I reckon someone like Shaquille O'Neal or like uh Ricky Gervais. I reckon I could have a right laugh with Ricky Gervais. Yeah, that, that he's would got be a that. good shout. See? See, we're not all thinking with us uh no, but look, Jasper. Look, let's, let's <laughs> honestly, right. I, I, I could have not I could have not said that and been like um like I could have just gone for Lamps, Terry and Drogba. But at the end of the day, like if we're being like completely honest and being realistic, you we, I just like I wouldn't be able to live the rest of my life without having a woman in my life. Like, I'm just being honest. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but I'd, fair I'd enough. Take, I'd take you to a bloke who makes a shark. <laughs> God bless me. Yeah, look at him doing bits of boy, just dragging his all in so we can just watch the dude make shacks all day. Yeah, no, we'd take we'd take camcorders with us and we'd upload all of all of his hard work to YouTube. <laughs> Split spoils between us. We'll have an aeroplane <laughs> off that island in no time. You can stay there. Probably enjoy it more than society, to be fair. <laughs> we basically got him on cheap fucking labour duties, don't we? <laughs> Okay, you know. worth, worth his worth money no, I, I, I actually wouldn't take both of you I reckon that I'd, I reckon either one of you would end up killing me or I'd kill one of you too no I can say that I, I, I wouldn't take either of you too either <laughs> no, I, I haven't took either of you too <laughs> no. right this right. is the last season of After Party right it's all over now you've just oh, dismantling of it <laughs> Go on then, Ollie. Who are your three, mate? Keel O'Neill, Mickey Flanagan, Kermit the Frog. 
Well, one of them's in animate, but fair enough. Are you I'm taking more Clifford the Big Red Dog? I'm not well, anymore. I'm taking the Or spitballing ideas, all right. Right, it's, it's not his farming this, is it? So <laughs> I'm taking Kermit, but like as if he's an actual talking frog puppet. Um, I can just see us all having, all having uh, a beer and a campfire, just talking shit every night, just getting hammered every night. I would love night. to see Kermit the frog having a fucking beer. <laughs> <laughs> just pouring beer onto himself, basically. Just pouring <laughs> beer on, on fabric. <laughs> I can see it happening, mate. I can. I think we, I think we have a night last. Mickey can do a bit of stand-up. Gil O'Neill can do some, you know. It's just generally a funny block. Well, I don't know. Mickey finally get his... Anyway, then, I don't know. I just feel like Kermit just, they just, you know, bring a new sort of vibe to the group that we haven't had before because, you know, we, we don't make about with puppets. So, Lads, um, all, all jokes aside, though, neither of you to have taken a woman on, on the island with you is... Do, do you just... Do you dislike women in general? Or is, you know? Fuck off. Kermit <laughs> doubles up. Kermit doubles up. Jesus wept. <laughs> no, fair. To be fair, you've just said that, like, I was thinking about it practically. I look, I wouldn't want to drag a woman into that situation. You know no, what I mean? I, no, I. <laughs> Fucking hell. <laughs> oh yeah, but you're happy dragging fella to make a fucking shack for you. Fucking I'm letting telling you, he'd probably enjoy it more than living in his mansion. Oh, I'm sure right. he would. <laughs> I'm changing mine, actually. I'm changing mine. So, we're off with Neil Warnock. Oh, we'll, we'll okay, I won't take him with me. I'll be, we'll, we'll, be determined. Him. we'll be determined enough to get off that island. Get away from him. <laughs> in the old premise, though, that we can't leave this island, is that? Yeah, I know, man. Surely there's going to be some point where you can break the premise of the, what's happening. Like, you're that yeah. angry, you've got to get away. Um, so, Neil Warnock, Steery. You know what I mean, Nah, mate, Jigsaw. Jigsaw. I'd take Steery in his Jigsaw costume. And then probably Tev. Tev? Fuck yeah. You two, I'm taking Tev with me. And, uh, I don't know. Just, just feel like it's the ultimate ragtag grouper. Adventure Got Bastiani at least. <laughs> yeah. Again, doubles up as Tev. <laughs> oh no. Fucking hell. Just for steering. Well, I, th- I think we've got his answers there anyway. Uh, so just just to recap, I'm taking Petacek, Jenny Icon, Megan Thee Stallion. Aaron, who are you taking? Bloke who Max Howes is out of fuck all. Uh, <laughs> God. <laughs> um, shit, who did I say I thought of it Gordon Ramsay, I know that one. Then you are Gordon you Ramsay said, and no, Ricky Gervais. Yeah. And then Ollie, what, what were your three? Um I'm gonna go with Mickey Flanagan. I'm, I'm gonna change it one more time, Mickey Flanagan, Steery, and uh, Shaquille O'Neal. Fair lads, fair. Well, anyone that's listened, uh, you know, you can judge us for for his answers. Um 
particularly me. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I, uh, I hope you've enjoyed listening to the episode. As I say, uh, said at the start, it is the penultimate episode of the season. So we've got the very, very last episode of season two going to be coming next week. Uh, we will likely take a short break after that. Um, not as long as the break we took after season one. Because um, we want to keep the momentum going. Uh, but yeah, make sure you stay tuned for the last episode of the season, guys. As I say, that is going to be an absolute banger. Uh, we hope you have enjoyed the episode. If you have, leave us a rating and we'll catch you next week. Oh. Scary. Nah, mate. <laughs>